0: You're gonna have a new awareness of, you know what? That triggered me because of this. Okay, I made a joke about it because I wasn't ready to face it in that moment, but what can I do moving forward that will make things a little bit different?
1: Everyone has a protector that's a comedian to make light of what hurts us most. Some form of a joker, a comedian, a bullshitter, whatever, but this is very, very common. Um, And everyone has a protector.
0: Every day, from anywhere, for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1028. How important are your standards today? for episode number 1029. Happy Monday. We often joke about what hurts us the most. So Taryn and I had our three-year anniversary a few months back, and we went to this really nice restaurant. And I read the reviews, and it got great reviews, and I said, babe, this is the one I'm going to take you here. I actually didn't tell her where we're going. I just took her there, and then when she asked why I chose that, I said it had great reviews. And we had this amazing waitress... And she was just super on top of things. She was helping us with a menu. Just an awesome experience. So at the end of dinner, I asked the waitress, I said, hey, would you mind taking a picture of Taryn and I? It's our anniversary. We want to make sure that we can make the memory. And she said, yeah, absolutely. So I go sit next to Taryn because I was sitting across the table from her. And the waitress is snapping a bunch of pictures. And at the end of taking those pictures, she said, oh man, I'm so jealous. I wish my boyfriend would ask to get pictures taken. He hates pictures. And I always want to take pictures with him. And I was thinking, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. So she goes back because we ordered dessert to go. So she goes back to the kitchen to put in the order. She brings the dessert out like five minutes later and the check. And when she did, I said, hey, would you mind taking a couple of pictures um, under these lights? Because the lighting isn't great where we are and we just want to make sure that they're good pictures. And she said, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And she said the same thing. She said, I'm just jealous. Like, I really wish when I was out to dinner, my boyfriend cared as much about taking pictures as you do because I always want to take pictures and he never does. And I remember on the ride home, Tara and I were talking. And I said, when the waitress said that, when she said, I really wish my boyfriend would take pictures like you guys do, I said, what did you think of? And we had this conversation. And I said, you know what I really started to feel? I felt like... It's one of those things where people joke about what's hurting them the most. I guarantee that is like a deep, deep, deep pain for her and her relationship. And that probably goes to other parts of the relationship as well. But one of two things hasn't happened. One, she has never brought that up to her partner. Two, she has never actually faced it herself. So she might not even be fully aware and super, I will say hyper-conscious of the fact that that bothers her that much. Us doing that triggered that in her and that's now something that has been brought to the the top of her awareness. So my question for you is where are you making jokes or where are you pretending to joke about things that are actually really, really, really hurting you? I remember, Alan, when I was younger, I oftentimes people would joke about the fact that I didn't have a dad when, when I was younger. You know how like when you're young, kids are just ignorant and they don't know. What hurts you and what doesn't, oh for sure, but I always used to j I always used to laugh about it, and I used to make jokes about it too. I always used to do that because I was so insecure about it, but I didn't want anybody to know that I didn't want anybody to know that like you could hurt me by saying certain things like that, so I just went along with the jokes or I made the jokes myself, and even to Alan's point, he said this before, I think that's one of the reasons I make jokes the way I do is because for a long time that was a coping mechanism for me, yeah so. I, I believe at a deep level, many of the jokes I was telling when I was younger is because I was trying to deflect. It was really stuff that bothered me at a deep level. I just didn't either realize that. I wasn't super aware of it. I didn't want to admit it to myself. I didn't want to give other people the potential power to use it against me. But it's interesting. When you, when you start asking yourself that question or when you become aware of that, you start to see the way other people's behaviors are. I've seen that many times now and being able to go back into my past and say, oh, you know what? I've seen things like that many times where people say, well, I wish my boyfriend would hold the door. I wish my girlfriend would do blank. I wish my partner would do this. I wish my family would do that. It's interesting because they make a joke of it, but you know at a deep, deep level it's something that bothers them. And until you allow yourself to become fully aware of it and just admit it, you're not going to really do anything to to make a change. So hopefully after our dinner, that young lady went to, I don't know if she lives with her partner, but she went to her partner and said, Hey, I had a couple come in today and they were taking pictures. And it really, it really brought to my awareness that I would really love to do that more with you. You know, we've been together and I don't, again, I don't know their, their story, but we've been together for X amount of years and we don't have any pictures. I really wish we had more pictures together. And all of that is from the understanding that Taryn and I talked about earlier, early. Like she loves taking pictures together, right? So that's one of the through lines is your awareness is either going to create or block you from making new changes. You're going to have a new awareness of, you know what, that triggered me because of this. Okay. I made a joke about it because I wasn't ready to face it in that moment. But what can I do moving forward that will make things a little bit different? So it's weird how you you go out to dinner and you see something happen and it becomes a lesson that you tell in a podcast later and hopefully a lesson that you learn yourself and then you don't have to deal with in your future. Uh,
1: So there's that quote of the walls we build to protect ourselves, to keep out the bad guys, also keep out the good ones. And I think that... A lot of people have this quote-unquote protector that's a joker or a comedian or a bullshitter. I have one client who uh, we, we did the parts so internal family systems talks about how you have different parts of yourselves and i broke it down as simple as i could into like a practical psychological way to look at it and you've heard us talk about this on the podcast where you have a a guide a hero a villain and a victim i'll go very quick because i know we've talked about this before but every every story every book every movie has a hero a guide a villain and a victim and the villain essentially represents an alter ego it ep- represents a protector. It, it represents um, a part of you that was created to avoid or essentially to fight, to flight, to freeze, or to fawn. It, it's a trigger trauma response. And, and so I was on the phone with this client, and we were going through her guide, naming her parts. Her guide, which she called The Phoenix... Her hero, I forget what she called it. I forget her protector. She called the bullshitter, Mm. and then her uh, her villain. Her villain, the protector, the alter ego, and then her victim. She called the shrinking violet. The shrinking violet represents the victim. Represents helplessness. The victim represents emotional pain. The victim represents. A part of you that feels hurt or unheard or unseen or unloved, and in this story that Kevin told, that that woman probably feels unseen and unheard in her desire to make memories with her partner, and she's probably got a protector that's a joker, and jokes about it to protect herself from what she really wants to share vulnerably, which is ah, like that. I'm I'm happy for you guys, but I'm sad for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't pretend to, to say that I knew a lot about vulnerability growing up, but I definitely have studied a lot now. Um, Brene Brown's work around vulnerability. There's a audio program I keep talking about cause it's just life changing and I've been sharing it with so many of my clients. It's called the power of vulnerability. It's an, a six session audio series on audible. Um, Kevin and I are not sponsored or anything like that. We, you know, hope to interview Brene Brown one day, but it is phenomenal. And all vulnerability really represents, I believe, is just dropping the armor and expressing your truth when you're scared to do so. And usually these protectors come up when we're in public. So when she's behind the scenes, um, she might think to herself, ah, that makes me really sad, and she might be sad or quote-unquote helpless or or feeling helpless or feeling doubtful or feeling doubtful about her relationship or whatever. But in public, it's it's more commonplace to joke about it.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Amanda. I am a dental hygienist and a mom of two teenagers. I was first introduced to Kevin and Allen about three years ago, where I listened to a live Zoom training. I was really impressed with the value that they packed into that hour long call and that led me to their podcast page. I've been blessed to be able to be a student of them in that way through their podcast over the last three years. And the growth that I've seen in them, I guess is what inspires me to keep coming back because they not only talk the talk, but they walk the walk and I see the changes in them. Um, you know weekly, monthly, yearly. So that led me to book a consultation with Alan about six months ago and I showed up to that call in the lowest spot that I've been at in my entire life. The empathy and compassion that he presented in that call and how much work we still got done despite the state that i was in was again very impressive to me and i've been a one-on-one client ever since alan is someone that you want in your corner i have grown so much over the past six months in my ability to make decisions my confidence uh, the relationships that i have my organization my motivation and i'm only just getting started i've made so many big moves and he is the biggest motivator and the biggest encourager and he is a good human that genuinely wants the best in your life your future your love your relationships your wealth and they just want to make the world a better place and i believe that and if you have the chance to in the same room or on the same call or have these two in your life in any way then you are blessed and it is a gift so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for everything that you guys do and pour into everyone and i'm just so excited to watch your journey keep unfolding and to be a part of that in any way that i can
1: And I often talk about how when when Kevin and I are really, really spread thin and really, really challenged, he gets more and more funny. And I think one of the reasons why you're so funny when things get so difficult, and I have many stories behind that when we're traveling and we're six days into a trip and the rental car place we can't find and they're charging 700 bucks for a terrible green pickup truck. Like, there's just so many. Um, And we have fun. We make fun. Uh, particularly Kev, but both of us when it, when, when it's just really, when we're trying to embrace how sucky something is, it, it is a lot of fun. Cause we're, if we're going mis- to be miserable, we might as well laugh doing it. But I also think there's a downside to that. I think that's a huge strength, Kev, don't get me wrong, but I think that it comes with a weakness as all strengths do. And that weakness is if you make light of things that really are hurting you and you never feel the pain of those things, you're probably not going to have the necessity to change. Yeah. And so, uh, I would usually make a joke. um So let's say Kevin and I—I I were to say something that broke rapport with Kev, and we're behind the scenes. Let's say I'll, I'll make a joke, and then I'll say too soon. <laughs> and I did that. I always do that. I did that with Emilia once, and she's like, "I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, was that too soon?" She's like, "I know why you're doing that. It's okay. Your subconscious is checking to see if we're good because you're insecure whether or not we're good. And so it's like too soon. It's almost like I'm testing the waters of the joke, like." <laughs> like I'm is Kevin going to still love me if I'm like making a joke at his expense type of thing. And all of us are just trying to be seen, heard, loved, valued, understood. We we don't want to feel helpless. And when we feel helpless, it's easier to joke about it than to sit in that in that vulnerability and then and then try to climb out of that hole, so to speak. So this client I told her straight up. I said, "Listen, I want you're going to have to drop the armor with me if I'm going to really help you." And the armor is actually funny and I like it. And by the way, everyone likes it because the the bullshitter, quote unquote, is really hilarious. This person's really funny. But I don't want that in this coaching. And and so what I did with with her in particular is I shared some of my deepest pains. I shared some stories about my past. I, I shared some shameful moments. And we cried together on one of our calls. And the next call we had I told her, I was like, your protector is down with me. I can tell this is the real version of you. I know I can tell, I can feel it. It's like, you're not trying to put on a show for me. And trust me, I get it. I know, like, it is so hard to be a public figure and to not put on a show. Because there's so, it's such a vulnerable place because everyone has an opinion, everybody's judging you, you're trying to share your truth. And so Kevin and I try really hard on this podcast to be as authentic as we possibly can. But when these cameras come on and these mics, it's a really vulnerable place to share your past, to share, share your shame, to share, to share these stories that anyone could take and disagree with or judge you or talk behind your back. I mean... If you're not afraid of people talking behind your back, I think you're full of it. I think there's a part of you that is. And, you know, we have a lot of people out there that have very strong opinions about us, some very, very strongly positive and some very strongly negative. And to this person's point, the the part of them that is the jokester or the comedian or the bullshitter, when she dropped that armor... She can still have fun and be playful, but it's not a protection mechanism. And we can actually get real and raw and start talking about what she's really in pain about. Because when you talk about what you're really in pain about, you become more self-aware. And then you find the root cause of a lot of the challenges, and then you can actually solve it. And to Kevin's original story, if she were to really sit in the pain of that rather than making light of it, she might actually say, you know what? I got to talk to him about this. I got to talk to him about how much it bothers me that we never get to take photos. Because, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the line, when you're looking back and you have no photos with your partner, you know, you're going to wish that you had had that conversation. You're going to wish that you didn't make such light of it. And I think all of us make jokes about the elephants in the room. And there's a really old proverb or quote that says, many a truth's said in just Uh, just meaning like jokes, many truths are said in just. And so when you're joking about something, usually you're joking, but it's like got a little bit of truth to it. Emilia and I, in our relationship, we call these stingers jokes that are like, Ooh, was that uncalled for? I'm sorry. Cause that was a little bit of truth. And I should have expressed that vulnerably rather than take a shot. Right, And I think that we can all learn something from this episode. So this is what I wrote down. Everyone has a protector that's a comedian to make light of what hurts us most. Some form of a joker, a comedian, a bullshit or whatever. But this is very, very common. Um, And everyone has a protector. Everyone. I've I've never met someone who doesn't have one. And uh, the comedian is very common. The jokester is very common.
0: One of the biggest times you see it too, Alan, is with money. I have, I've, a lot of the clients I've worked with, it's like when we start talking about money, they, you almost have to over exaggerate with comedy. You know, like, I don't know if I have an example off the top of my head. It's just, you can tell with the way somebody says something. It's like, well, I would do that if I had any money, uh-huh. you know, like that, that type of, cause I yeah. used to do that too. When you and I were really struggling, like I used to joke about money all the time. And yeah. I bet you, you notice, I probably don't do it nearly as much. Very yeah. rarely, honestly, at this point. You know, one of the things we used to say was like anytime it, it well, it wasn't just money, but we used to say it could be up to two weeks. That's what we used yeah. to say. We used to say that <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're you know, we'll make some money eventually. It could be up to two weeks. Yeah. But I think yeah, that exactly. was probably I don't know if I came up with that or, or you know, which you one did. of us did. But For sure. Yeah. I'm sure, sure that's probably the reason. Okay. I gotta go because I have another meeting after this. Next oh, yeah. level nation, if you are listening to this. And maybe a joke that you have been telling yourself is, you know what, I am just not smart. You talk to people and you say, I'm just not smart enough. And it is what it is. I've never been smart enough. If that's something that you feel, or maybe one of the things is um, you make jokes about the fact that you'll never find your people. You don't fit in anywhere you go, and you don't think you ever will. Group coaching, our seventh round starts July 12th. If you are listening to this, it is Monday. It starts tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's still time. I'm not sure if we'll have openings, but please reach out if you're interested. The link is in the show notes. It is three months biweekly coaching with Alan and I in a group setting over Zoom. There's a private WhatsApp group. You'll be on the app. There's a workbook. It is very polished at this point. And I promise it is cheaper than you think because, again, we set our business up based on impact, not money. So we want to make it affordable for everybody who
1: is interested. Kev, it was last night Mm -hmm. and I just bumped on the app from six to the full nine habits. Okay. And so we have a challenge going on right now called hashtag next level nine. If you listened to episode 999, we started a challenge called hashtag next level nine we did and the challenge is to help you stay accountable to yourself but to the community as well we are all better together than we are apart um the amount of accountability that i have built into my life with emilia with you with the nlu team with the nlu community it's wild so the hashtag next level nine challenge is in full effect i'm on 27 days in a row Kev is on twenty seven days in a row. Join us. You do not have to be perfect. If you fall off, you can get back on. You don't have to. You don't have to be perfect. This is not about being perfect. This is about staying accountable and trying your best and failing forward. So join us. We are better together than we are apart. Listen to episode nine hundred and ninety nine. The link will be in the show notes for that episode. Join us on the hashtag Next Level Nine Challenge. You can tag us on Instagram. We will reshare your posts and um, join us on the app as well.
0: Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1030. It is last week's live podcast, Why You Should Stop Running From Your Past. Excuse me. That was a very deep episode. I enjoyed that one very much. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out